Hello, my name is Rivi Frankel. Welcome to Torah Imecha Nach Yomi with the OU Women's Initiative. Today we will be studying Sefer Zechariah, Perak Yud Aleph. Yesterday, Zechariah reminded the people that Hashem was in charge by using imagery of water. He referred to the rain and the relationship that that creates with Hashem, but also the drying up of the Nile. He expressed Hashem's desire for the Jewish people to be unified. And towards the beginning of the chapter, he says that the reason that B'nai Yisrael rebelled against Hashem was because of bad leadership. The imagery he uses is that of a shepherd and sheep. And so it would be really easy to say that the following chapter, chapter 11, follows through with this metaphor completely. However, as we see, even though the mashal, the parable in this chapter, is not a vision like we saw, in earlier chapters 1 through 6, it is still very hard to decipher who the shepherd is, who the sheep is, what the situations are. Sometimes it seems like the shepherds are good characters. Sometimes it seems like they're negative characters. Are the sheep always the Jewish people? Are we jumping from time period to time period in a mystical prophetic sense? Rashi says about this chapter that he really doesn't know but he tries to give some explanations to the meaning and the symbolism. The Abarbanel also says that he doesn't have a solid analysis of his own to suggest, but he will at times quote other commentators and point out the strengths or what he sees as the flaws in their arguments. With that as kind of an introduction, let's jump into the chapter and see what kind of messages we can call from this parable. Pasuk Aleph and Bet, verses 1 and 2. Petach Levanon Latecha. Open your doors, Lebanon, Vetochal Esh Be'arazecha, and let fire consume your cedars. Helel Berosh Kinafal Erez Asher Adirim Shudadu. Helilu Elone Habashan Kiyarad Ya'ar Habatsir. Cry cypresses, for cedars have fallen. How the mighty are ravaged. Cry, you oaks of the Bashan, for the stately forest is now laid low. Cedars are a sign of strength. All of the trees are devastated because the strong fortress of the forest has fallen. What we also see is that God commands Lebanon to open its doors. At the end of the day, God is the one in charge and all of creation will bend to his will. Pasuk Gimel, You can hear the voice of the crying of the shepherds, for their pastures are ravaged and destroyed. Behold the roaring of the great animals, for the jungle of Jordan is ravaged. And here we have the first mention of shepherds in our chapter. Who are these shepherds? Let's keep reading and see if we can't find out. Pasuk Dalad and Hay, verses 4 and 5. Ko amar Shem Elohai, re'e et son haharega. So says Hashem, my God, tend the sheep meant for slaughter. Asher konehem yehargun velo yashmu, umochrein yomar baruch Hashem ve'ashir, veroehem lo yachmol alehem. These buyers will slaughter them, even though they're not guilty. 
And the sellers will say, Bar Hashem, praise Hashem that I'll be rich and whose shepherd will not pity them. It's understood that cattle and sheep are used in industry. And yet here we see people that have no pity, have no connection to their animals, to these living creatures. We see Moshe Rabbeinu is willing to go into the desert, into who knows where, to find one of the missing sheep. We see that David Melech also has a relationship where he takes care of his sheep, even if eventually he will sell them or he will slaughter them. He still has kindness towards these creatures. And then it seems in Pasuk Vav that Hashem gives us a nimshal. He gives us the parallel to the parable. And he says that he's not going to have pity on the people who are living in the land. Ki lo echmol od al Hashem. Right, so he's going to let every person be at the mercy of every other person and the mercy of his king. And they shall break the land into little pieces and I will not rescue it from their hands. Does this mean that the sheep is the land? Does this mean the sheep are the Yoshveha Aretz, the people that are living inside the land? It's unclear. And now the wording switches into first person where it's not clear if the person who's speaking is God or if the person who's speaking is Zechariah. So Zechariah now is going to go and take care of these poor sheep. And he has two staffs, one that he calls Noam and one that he calls Chovlim, one that he calls grace and one that he calls justice. But then I lost three shepherds in one month and my patience was at an end and they were disgusted with me. And again, we don't know now if the text is switching into first person with God. Was it always talking about God? Are we jumping back and forth? It's hard to tell from the text. Pasuk Tet verse 9. And so then after these three shepherds have been lost, we have a very graphic pasuk that I'm not going to tend to you anymore. And if this one's going to die and that one's going to get lost and let each one devour each other's flesh. And so I'm going to take my stick, pasuk yod, verse nine, Noam, and I'm going to break it in two. And I am breaking and annulling the covenant that I've made at kol ha'amim, with all of the people. Pasuk Yed Aleph, verse 11. V'tufar bayom ha'hu, v'yedu ki aniyei hatzon ha'shomrimoti, ki devar Hashem hu. And on that day when it was annulled, this breach, this covenant that I made, those same poor sheep who saw are going to realize that this was the word of God. Using again the first person, but assuming that we're talking about Zechariah, he then goes to ask the people who recognize Hashem to give him a salary, and they give him 30 pieces of silver. Hashem tells him to take those 30 pieces of silver and put it into the Yotzer, into the treasury of the temple. And then the second staff is broken in order to annul the brotherhood between Yehuda and Yisrael. At this point, 
the chapter ends with God saying that he is going to allow a shepherd to rise up who doesn't care about the sheep. I'm going to allow a bad leader, says God. But whoever is going to treat my sheep badly should know that in the end, I will punish them. And while the commentators, the Parshanim, are not certain about what the different characters and images in this story mean, it's interesting to see their suggestions. Rashi suggests that the shepherds are the Babylonians, the poor sheep are the needy Jews, and the two staffs are Yeravam and Rechavam. The death of the three shepherds are the death of the three ruling families. When the first stick is broken, it's the Assyrian conquest, and the covenant with the nations to stay away from the Jewish people is broken. When God says, pay me a salary, he says, keep my mitzvot, and 30 tzaddikim present themselves. And so then put that into the yotzer, put that into the treasury, put that in storage. When the second staff is broken, that is galut bavel, and that the evil shepherd is actually Titus, the Roman Empire. And so it's interesting to see that Rashi takes this kind of very long approach all the way from the split of the kingdom of the Jewish people down to um, the time of the Romans. We see that uh, the Ibn Ezra also suggests that the shepherds are the Babylonians and that the sheep are the needy Jews. He suggests that the staffs are Zerubbabel and Nehemiah and that the deaths of the three shepherds are actually Chagai, Zechariah, and Malachi. And that when the staff breaks, that's Zerubbabel dying. And in the same way as Rashi, he says, when the request is to pay me a salary, he's saying, keep mitzvot. And 30 tzaddikim are presented. The breaking of the second staff is the death of Nehemiah. And this last shepherd is actually going to be the Greeks. The Abarbanel gives two different opinions. In one, he says that the shepherds are actually the Hasmoneans, the Hashmonaim. The poor sheep are the righteous Jews. And the two different staffs are the good and the bad Hasmoneans. The death of the three shepherds are the death of three Hashmonaim. When the breaking of the first staff, there are no more good Hasmoneans. And again, one thing that we see completely across the board in all the Parshanim, when the request to pay me a salary, it is yet again, keep mitzvot. If we go down to the very end, um, his first suggestion, the Abarbanel, is that this last shepherd is Herod. And his second suggestion is that it's also Titus, that it also goes back to the time of the Romans. So interesting to see how the different commentators deal with the questions of what is this parable really symbolic of. But the real question that we can ask regardless of what the specific or who the specific characters are is who's responsible for bad leadership? Is it the people or the leaders? Here, this prophecy seems to be directed at the leaders, but also at the people. Both will be punished. This is a message to us to be careful with who we appoint and elect as leaders. If we allow corrupt leaders or leadership who does not understand that they are meant to be a model and a motivator for the people's relationship with Hashem, then we will be punished with Hashem allowing other harsh leaders 
ones not of our choosing, to rule over us. The chapter does not end on a positive note, but we will see tomorrow that Paragudbet chapter 12 provides some much-needed comfort. Thank you for studying together. Li'ilui Nishmat, Riva Schwab, Rivka, but Alexander Sender.